sorry for all that you have done. Just reach to me, for I am the one. I am the Good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today and I hope that you're doing well this morning and we're doing a study in the Gospel of John and we've been in it for several months now and we've been studying every every weekday and I thank the Lord for the opportunity uh, to be with you and I appreciate you taking time to tune in with us. Today we're looking and again we're studying in God's Word in the Gospel of John and we've entitled it A Journey Through John. John chapter number 19. We're going to look at verse number 16, 17, and 18 this morning. And let's open up our Bible, if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, if you would open up your copy of God's Word, and let's read together in the Gospel of John. John chapter 19 and verse number 16 today. The Bible says, Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him, on either side one and Jesus in the midst. As we're looking at God's word today, I hope and pray that we can give you some truth today that will help us to understand a little bit more about the subject at hand. The Bible says in verse 18, where they crucified him. Now, when we think of Jesus, certainly we have to understand that he died for our sins. And I know that many of us realize that, and most people know that Jesus died on the cross. But yet many people know very little about the Roman crucifixion and how it worked as it was a very common practice during the Roman Empire. If I could this morning, I'd like to give you some things about the Roman crucifixion. First of all, I would like for us to think about and consider its method. Now, the common mode of crucifixion was actually to strip the person of all their garments. This actually, what it would do, it would rob the person of their dignity in any pride that they might have possessed as they were taken from them the very clothes that covered their body. Then, 
they would take the victim, the person, and they would lay him on his back. And let me say this, the back, which was had been bleeding already from the scourging, from the cat of nine tails, from the whipping post, and that was a common practice. They would beat uh, the victim severely, almost to the point of death, and uh, someone said they they stopped short of 40 lashes, but that was for the Jews. The Romans had no such law. They only stopped near death, and they wanted the crucifixion to be something that was dreaded and something that was horrible, and it was that. And then, after they laid that person down with the bloody, bruised, and broken back, bleeding profusely, they would take their hands, and each hand would be nailed. And it would be nailed uh, to the two extremities of the cross piece. His feet would be then nailed to the upright piece of the cross. The cross would then be raised on its end, and dropped into a dug hole already prepared for it. Then the one that was on the cross would be left to suffer a painful and long death alone. As I think about that, it was a death which would bring the maximum pain with the slowest destruction of life. You see, as they nail the nails through the hands and through the feet, and as they hung that person there. Uh, the hands were, are not a vital place uh, for a person to lose life. You don't die from a wound to the hand, not quickly anyway. You don't die from a wound to the foot in, in any sense quickly. It's a very slow, and they planned it that way. They purposed it that way. If you could imagine the agony of, of having nails driven through body parts that are so filled with nerves and ligaments like the hands and the feet, it must have been horrific and intense pain continually. Yet, such injury to someone's hands and feet, again, are not considered mortal wounds. So think about that. It was done with the longest form of punishment that they could do by, by hanging somebody by nails. A person who was crucified, having otherwise good health, could live as long as two to three days, according to how healthy they were. And they would have to endure the most horrible pain while finally dying. If we consider today the terrible agony of the Roman crucifixion, it would be very difficult to name any punishment more sinister in inflicting pain for long periods of time. And uh, I know during the Middle Ages, they come up with, with many different horrific, uh, painful ways of, of torturing people, the rack and that stretched the body and all these other things that they did to people, but nothing compares to the Roman crucifixion. As I think about that, some people were also, who were crucified, were bound to the cross by ropes. They were tied to, the, to prevent the possibility of breaking off from the nails in a, in a fit, uh, perhaps, of a violent struggle. So they would tie them as well by ropes. But when Jesus, and with his crucifixion, as we think about that, there are some particulars here 
that we cannot be dogmatic about. Well, one of the questions that someone had would be, perhaps was Jesus, was he stripped completely naked, as I said a lot of people were, or did he have a cloth around him? Was Jesus' uh, feet nailed separately, or did they have one nail driven through both feet? Was the nails in Jesus' hands through what we consider the wrist today, or were they through the center of his hands? Many people want to argue those points, but can I say to you, there, there are some things that we just don't know. Uh, was he naked? I don't know. Did he have a cloth around him? I don't know. Was his feet nailed separately or together? I don't know. I would guess together, but I'm not sure. And there's no way of knowing that for sure. Let me say another thing. I will look at the height of the cross. And this is interesting. As I'm studying this, the height of the cross was also important. And usually it's said, to, as I'm studying this, that scholars believe and many writers believe that the victim's feet would be no more than one to two feet above the ground. So a lot of depictions that we have in paintings and things like that from uh, the error, especially in the Middle Ages when it was many hundreds of years after the crucifixions were over, that it might not really fully depict uh, exactly the scene of the cross. So if you could imagine in your mind Jesus' feet hanging only one to two feet above the ground, why would that be? Well, one of the purposes for that is, is told that after the death of that person that they would hang oftentimes upon that cross for a long period of time. The dead body would hang. And there were wild beasts and also scavengers and such as dogs that were that were common in the city of Jerusalem that would come and feed upon the corpses. So you can imagine the horror of the scene of this as I think about that. Uh, there's someone who's, I give you a quote, uh, Martin Hengel, out of his book, he's speaking of the, of the crucifixion, and he says that they are fastened and nailed to it, talking about the cross, in the most bitter torment evil food for birds and prey, and grim pickings for dogs. Could you imagine that? Most of us have never thought about the cross being low to the ground, so low that the dogs, the wild dogs, could come and tear at the corpses. Again, most pictures, paintings of the crucifixion of Jesus, I believe, are probably incorrect. Most of them have a, a white, pale, Jesus with long hair hanging upon the cross with a little blood trickling out of his hands and his feet. Can I tell you, and maybe a wounded side, but they do not accurately, biblically depict exactly what Calvary was. The sufferings of Christ was horrific upon the cross of Calvary. And we're going to stop right there for today, and we'll pick up again next time for the next Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Schumann, and I pray that you have a blessed day. Lord bless you. Thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye. I was lost.
said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe.